This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Addie. And I'm Tommy. And you're listening to Series 5, Episode 1 Help Wanted. Series 5! Welcome back to Shadowrun. Yeah, uh, for those of you just now joining us, (laughs) uh, Series 5 is the return. To our Shadowrun campaign. As requested by you guys. Yeah, this is the series that we let the listeners choose what they wanted. And uh, it was a close race between mixing it up and playing something new or going back and revisiting this storyline. But Shadowrun won the vote. And uh, here we are. So um, if you haven't already listened to Series 2, I highly recommend going back and checking it out. Um, But... If you don't want to, uh, you can just jump right into series five, uh, more or less, no problem. They'll just take, or it will just take you a little bit of time to get to know the characters. Uh, if you do want to just jump in, but uh, either you need a little refresher on who the characters are, or um, want to learn about them for the first time, we do have the character intros for series uh, two, explaining all of our characters. Uh, and also we do have in the first episode uh, series of series two, The Dragon's Den, uh, have a pretty expansive explanation of what the system is. So uh, talking about the system, just to give you a quick rundown in case you are jumping into series five, uh, sans listening to series two, or if you've just forgotten a bit about how Shadowrun works, um, it is set in the in kind of an alternate history where magic returned to the world in 2011, and uh, people started waking up as orcs and elves and dwarves, and there were dragons flying around, and basically it's Dungeons and Dragons meets Blade Runner, um, and uh, the players are playing as Shadow Runners, who are uh, deniable assets uh, for people who need jobs done that won't get connected back to them. Um, like a corporation needs to blow up another corporation's facility, they're not going to use their own guys because that can be traced back to them. They hire these kind of mercenaries, uh, and the system uh, revolves around rolling a ton of d6s. Uh, basically, you have your attribute like agility and your skill like pistols. You grab a number of dice equal to both of those combined, and uh, you've created a giant dice pool. You shake it up, you throw it on the table, and uh, any any D6 that rolls a 5 or a 6 counts as a success or a hit. Um, And in order to do more complicated, uh, difficult things, you want more hits. So the cast for Series 5, in case you missed it, is... uh uh, Dan Barron returning as Bubbles the Rigger, uh, Ryan Covert returning as Boomer the Street Sammy, uh, me returning as Mouse the Hacker, uh, a new cast member, Bree Shukart, uh, coming in as Nim, that you'll have to learn more about her a little later, and then uh, featuring Roman Mylan as Kashmir the Mage. And uh, if you're curious about their characters, uh, there will be a little bit of an intro coming up. You can also listen to their other characters. Character intros in series two, like Addie said, and you should 
should check out our website or our Facebook. There's some pretty dope character art. Um, there's the old character art from Series 2 you can dig up. And in addition to that, uh, if you hadn't noticed already, um, we've released two new sets of character art. One that shows uh, Bree's character, Nim. Uh, and then uh, we have... Uh, a piece that I was really excited about, uh, which is, uh, it is the original team from series two. Uh, it's Cashmere, Bumbles, Boomer, and Mouse. It's standing outside Whitmore's estate, uh, posing for a team photo, much like how Bryn's old team posed for their team photo. Uh, same backdrop and everything. Uh, it's really, really great. Shout out to Lillian Dermeyer. Uh, she does great work. I love this art. Yeah, it is really great. She continues to impress us, and you should go check out her work. Uh, there is a link on those images. We also have uh, Twitter and Instagram and Patreon. So if you love what we do uh, and you'd like to support us, go find us on Patreon. We are Essential NPCs Podcast. Uh, and uh, keep the podcast going for us. We don't pitch this very often, uh, but we want to remind you guys that we love you and show us that you love us back a little bit. <laughs> um, Every dollar helps. It really does. Uh, and uh, in, in the midst of all these announcements, I do also want to give another shout out specifically to John Everest uh, and uh, Hairbrained Schemes. Uh, they, uh, Hairbrained Schemes, if you don't know, uh, are the publishers for uh, the most recent string of Shadowrun video games. They're amazing games. Go check them out. Uh, the first one was Shadowrun Returns. Then there's Dragonfall. Then there's Hong Kong. They're all amazing. You don't even have to play them in any, any particular order. Um, but what is great is we reached out to them kind of, you know, a shot in the dark, we thought, uh, and asked if uh, there was any way we could use some of the music from those games for Series 5 because we wanted to make it special for you guys. And without even hesitating, uh, Hairbrain Scheme contacted us and said, yeah, you can do Shadowrun Returns, that's for sure, that's ours. And John Everest is the composer for the video games Dragonfall and Hong Kong. Here's his contact info, give him a shout. And... He said yes as well. So this whole series is going to be uh, uh, going to be using actual like official licensed Shadowrun music, uh, courtesy of Hairbrain Schemes and John Everest. And we can't. Uh, there's no way for me to describe how excited I am. We're very <laughs> thankful and very excited. Uh, we wanted to do something special for you guys because you guys were so excited about bringing these characters back that we love. Um, so uh, we we wanted to make sure that this was a really great series for you guys. Um, and with that, we don't want to keep you waiting. Yeah. I mean, it's been quite a while since we've spent some time in the shadows of the Six world. And uh, we're just as excited to jump into this series as you are. So, um, without further ado, let's listen to Series 5, Episode 1, Help Wanted. Enjoy! It started how it always starts. New team, new Johnson, new job. Except this time, it was different. First, the runners. You got Mouse, tiny sweet girl, more than a little funny in the head. But that doesn't matter much, considering she's the best fragging Decca I've ever seen. Then there's Kashmir, about as green as they come, clearly out of his element. But when the cards were down, that boy proved to be one hell of a mage. Then you have Bumbles, Elf, Dryad, uh, eccentric, if you're being polite. 
You command an entire arsenal of drones with enough firepower to level a whole fragment city block. He's the kind of runner you hope you don't need on a job. But if you do, you're fragging glad to have him around. Then there's me, a big red oni named Boomer. My specialty is sneaking in, geeking anyone in the way, and, as the leader of the group, keeping those three in line. Next, the Johnson. On the surface, sounds pretty straightforward. The next runner called Pretty B. Fell off the grid a few years back, but I didn't ask why. I'm a professional. Not a line of work, people are entitled to their secrets. Weird thing was, he was paying his hand over fist to help people. Had his clearing out ghouls from the sewers and redmen, for frag's sake. Like I said, weird. But it's not often you get a line of jobs with a little bit of honor in them. So I was on board from day one. After a while, we earned Brin's, I mean Pretty B's, trust. And he let us meet his employer, Lawrence Whitmore. Mr. Whitmore was the last genuine anti-establishment businessman, according to my friend, Doc. Publicly, Mr. Whitmore had retired a long time ago when he was, like, really young. But he didn't really. It was all a ruse. And in secret, he started shadow running against the corporations. When he got too old to keep running, he switched to being a Johnson and hired a team of runners to continue the work he started. But not us. We come way later. The runners he hired back then were Bryn's team. Bryn his sister Enna, an elf named Lario, and an adept named Jason Black. Bryn told us that all of them had died a long time ago, and that's why Mr. Whitmore was looking for a new team. And that's when he found us. We could continue his mission to protect those who couldn't protect themselves, especially from the corporations. I learned from Doc that when you have the chance to do something good for somebody else, you should do it. So of course I agreed to help. Unfortunately, no good deed goes unpunished, and no organization rises without inspiring a rival. Havoc 66 arose as a dark mirror to Whitmore and Bren's work, led by a madman called Hellion. It didn't take long before Hellion found out about us, and we learned that there was quite a lot that Whitmore wasn't telling us. Like that Hellion was actually the not-so-dead Jason Black the very one that used to run with Bryn. Hellion had turned on his old team, slaughtering them as he defected from Whitmore's cause, which we would learn much later was because he wasn't just operating alone. See, the funny thing about magic is, those of us who are able to harness it are as much under its influence as it is under ours. Hellion had gotten into bed with the wrong kind of spirit, a toxic one. Uh, the spirit drove him mad, uh, desiring only destruction, it took Whitmore's anti-corporation agenda and uh, perverted it, uh, causing Hellion to see violence as the only solution. But before we had a chance to prepare for the coming onslaught, Hellion made his move against the corpse and Whitmore. He broke into the estate and murdered Whitmore right in front of us. Then he stole Whitmore's personal shuttle, blasting off into space. See, Hellion had set into motion a series of events that gave him the opportunity to hit the corporations where it would hurt them the most. Now the thing about AAA Corps is they're much too big to take down. That said, they did put quite a few of their eggs in one basket, Zurich Orbital Station. The station is, was, a seat of power for the AAAs. 
The Matrix, their bank, and even the corporate court was housed there. Like I said, a lot of eggs in one nice mid-sized space basket. Hellion's plan was to take over the station and crash it on Seattle. Not quite an extinction level event, but certainly a global catastrophe. Naturally, the only reasonable thing for us to do was follow him up into space and stop him. Which we did! Sort of. We definitely took Hellion out, just not before he had done enough damage to the station to send it careening earthward. But with a little help from Mouse, we managed to make the whole space station rigor interfaced. That's right, for a few glorious minutes, I was a space station. While rigged in, I had to break poor Zurich Orbital apart. It fell into the ocean in little bitty pieces, causing basically no damage at all. And we became global heroes. Except no one knows, because we're shadow runners, and the corpse would love to pin this on us, so we decided to lay low, in Whitmore's mansion. It was the only sensible choice. That's where we've been since then, keeping our heads down while Bryn lines up the next job. The last time we left our team, uh, they had gone on quite the grand adventure to space. Um, uh, this uh, particular Shadowrunning team had been uh, employed by Lawrence Whitmore, very wealthy man who had it out for the corporations and wanted to protect people from uh, uh, corporate greed ruining their lives. Uh, they picked you four uh, as their team and... Um, you didn't have much time to uh, uh, initiate into their cause before their rival, Havoc 66, uh, rose up and uh, moved against them, led by the madman named Hellion, uh, who was a previous member of Whitmer's old team. Uh, you guys uh, were thwarted, and Whitmer was murdered, and Hellion went to space. Uh, and crashed down Zurich Orbital. Luckily, you guys uh, were also aboard Zurich Orbital. You managed to kill Hellion and uh, stop the space station from just crashing into Seattle and destroying the West Coast. Um, since then, uh, some things have changed. Uh, in the uh, in the weeks following. Uh, Zurich Orbital, uh, you guys, after you kind of got your bearings, um, after your harrowing uh, experience, um, you learned that uh, the effects of the station crashing, while not uh, ecological, <laughs> were uh, uh, ha- were very much like political and socioeconomic. And um, let's go through some of the uh, the lasting effects of uh, Zurich Orbital's fall. First up, the grid overwatch went down the moment the station hit Atmo. The primary infrastructure of the grid overwatch division was housed in Zurich Orbital, and when the facility broke apart, the matrix functions that gave grid overwatch the ability to monitor the matrix at large shut down. This left the matrix policed only by the privately contracted spiders for various hosts. The aspect of the matrix known as an individual's overwatch score was temporarily suspended. The resulting panic led the corporate court to authorize excessive funding for Grid Overwatch Division so that they could acquire and equip a veritable army of demigods to patrol the larger Matrix as a whole. 
They also used this money to expedite upgrading their terrestrial assets. This process took 26 hours, and it doesn't take a Matrix specialist to know that the effects of those 26 hours will continue to be felt for years to come. Small corporations rose and fell, the stock market fluctuated in mysterious ways, and new global powers were born both in the underworld as well as the public arena. What we know for sure is Grid Overwatch has stepped up its game considerably since, with actual demigod patrols on every public grid. The likelihood of conversion is now increased. Now once a user's Overwatch score reaches 30, Grid Overwatch, while unable to hone in on your exact position or even confirm your existence in the Matrix, is able to alert all the hosts with physical access in your vicinity that there is illegal Matrix activity in their area. This results in most hosts deploying ice and or informing their spiders to be on high alert. Similarly, outside a host, you can expect to see one or more demigods actively patrolling around you. At the usual Overwatch score of 40, full convergence occurs. The other main lasting effect of Zerg orbital crashing is the Gemeinschaft economy. Much of the ZO Gemeinschaft bank infrastructure existed within the orbital station. However, the bank's transition to terrestrial operations was less urgent than that of Grid Overwatch. That doesn't mean that the fall of Zerg Orbital didn't have massive ramifications uh, where Gemeinschaft is concerned. During the immediate chaos following the fall, the corporations uh, were at their most vulnerable, and Gemeinschaft leveraged this threat against the corporate court to be given emergency powers to freeze all pending corporate transactions, loans, and account transfers. This was done to protect the corpse from sabotage, both external and internal. This was actually the first time that the true separation between the corporate court and the AAAs was highlighted. This new arrangement placed vast sums of money under the complete control of Gemeinschaft Bank, and the corporations only have access to the funds of any given invoice after a lengthy litigation process. This has wide-reaching ramifications to the global economy. Product production is slower and less efficient, resulting in higher costs for the companies, which ultimately results in an inflated cost for the consumer. So now the cost of any given item is 20% more expensive, and the availability of any item is increased by two. As far as the uh, public perception goes, um, Havoc 66 is a terrorist organization that has been uh, uh, that is currently being dismantled. The corporations seem relatively unharmed. Uh, after that 26-hour period of pure panic, uh, seems to most eyes that uh, the corporations have uh, their shit back together and. Um, are relatively unaffected by the station's crash. Those in the know are aware of the wider implications, um, and now more and more runners are starting to get jobs from corporations uh, to sabotage other corporations from getting their money, uh, and vice versa, or, and also to steal money from a corporation for the same corporation from the Gemeinschaft Bank. That's uh, kind of what's going on in the, the whispers of the shadow. Um, Bryn was largely distracted during those 26 hours, trying to get you guys back in place, uh, creating a false identity for Sora Matasara, uh, and um, uh, changing all the vid feeds of what Boomer looks like to a blue Oni with a weird facial tattoo, um, so that uh, basically uh, both Kashmir and Boomer are no longer being actively hunted as terrorists 
who are connected to Havoc 66. And uh, unfortunately, not being the savvy businessman uh, that Whitmore was or the um, or as really well connected as Whitmore was, uh, Bryn lost loads of money in the transition of Brit- of Whitmore's estate. Uh, many of the uh, uh, projects and corporations that Whitmore was invested in uh, were attacked in the during those 26 hours and uh, lost all of their value. Uh, and while Whit- or while Bryn is still uh, the proprietor of a very large, very wealthy estate, um, he's basically lost half of Whitmore's money in that short period of time. Despite that, he is still actively uh, trying to continue Whitmore's mission with you guys, uh, and he's given you a little bit of time to like relax and everything while he kind of like figures out how to be a businessman. Um, <laughs> he definitely uh, is uh, constantly calling you, Kashmir, uh, for business advice. <laughs> uh, he definitely sets up like tutorial like lessons. He's like, can you just come over really quick and just like help me? This, the, how does the stock market work? <laughs> Um, but, uh, we left off on a bit of a cliffhanger last, uh, last time, um, mouse about a week into your guys's, uh, we'll call it a vacation. Um, uh, you, uh, saw something very, very strange, um, in that, uh, you were, uh, going up to doc's clinic and you looked across the street and you saw yourself, but it wasn't you, but it was you. And it was weird, and you didn't quite register it, and you turned away to like go unlock the door, and you're like, hold on, and you looked back, and it wasn't there anymore. So I think the first question is, uh, what do you do? <laughs> I guess I'm going to put these muffins down that Boomer made on the stoop. <laughs> uh, and then maybe I'll run across the street and see if I can see where it went. They went. Me went. <laughs> uh, roll a perception test for me. Okay. Four hits. Okay. After a thorough scan of the alleyways and surrounding area, you have no clue where that person went. Huh. Um, then I guess I'll go um, back to Doc's. Are, okay. Are you the kick muffins away, you, still there? You kick away the rats that are sniffing at the muffins. No! <laughs> <laughs> um, are there any good ones left? Yeah, yeah. They only started to nibble on the like edge of the box. So oh. there's like the corner muffin is probably lost. You throw those out. You throw that at the rats. They take it happily. <laughs> they were hungry. Um, and then I'll go inside. Okay. Is Doc there? Yeah, he's there. He's cleaning. Uh, he's cleaning up one of his workspaces. Hi, Doc. Hey. I got some muffins for you. Boomer oh. says hi. Well, hi back to Boomer. Let me. Well, let he's me. not here. Well, no. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm just, I accept Do you want me to his, call him for you? No, that's okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh, let me, let me get it. Let me get one of those muffins. And, uh, he takes the muffin. He's like, mm, mm, that guy can be an asshole sometimes, but he makes a good muffin. I helped. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. I got to watch the timer. Ah, uh, that makes sense. <laughs> You're good at that. <laughs> um, so do you, do you know if the street cams are still outside? Do we still ha- is the hookup still there? Or did they get destroyed when, um, you know those like, um, people yeah, I haven't had time to fix the circuit on that yet. No. So they so they're just for show. Yeah, it uh, kind of works, but I'm hoping to hoping to 
get those fixed up. I was hoping you could maybe once I get my hand on some parts. Oh, yeah. Good, because I don't want to get electrocuted. Um, okay. Let me know if you want help making dinner. No, I'm good. Now <laughs> I'll, I'll go to uh, watch some news. Okay. The day passes without any further incident. Mm-hmm. Well, does does Doc drive me home, or is he too tired? He'll drive you home. Okay, then he drives me home. <laughs> okay. So you and Doc load up at the end of the day, uh, and uh, he starts giving you a ride home. And uh, I need you to roll a perception test for me. Okay. Three hits. You get a glimpse as you're uh, as you're going along. Doc's uh, driving through. He's got a green light. And uh, just as he's passing an intersection, you get this, the briefest glimpse, and you think you see yourself uh, there on the street. But then it's, it's gone. Um, so I, like, turn around really quick in the seat and try to, like, get a better glimpse. What the, what the frag are you doing? I don't know. Do you ever see yourself? What? Like in a mirror? No, like on the street. And not, like, in a window, but, like, somebody who looks like you but doesn't look like you because I don't have I don't have blonde hair. Wait, what are you talking about? Well, earlier today, before I came back to the clinic, when um, I, like, thought that I saw me, but then it wasn't me because it was an alley, and she had brown hair. And then just now, I thought I saw me again, but it wasn't me. She had blonde hair, but I think just people kind of, I'm, I must be like average looking. <laughs> uh, you turn back to Doc as you say this and you see his face has gone pale white and he is white knuckling uh, his grip on the steering wheel. Are you having a heart attack? <laughs> it's okay. Just breathe. Can you drive? Yeah. I can tell the car what to do. <laughs> no. Mouse, you're saying you saw yourself. Like, actually, just like there was a person who was you? Yes. We need to go to the mansion. We need to go to Bryn. I'm not taking you home. Uh, okay. Why? Call up your team. And uh, he, uh, uh, he shifts gears and increases his speed as he, uh, as he drives a little recklessly into Bellevue. Okay. Um... So I, I will call everyone. Be like, all right, you all get a call from Mouse. Hi. Group, group call. <laughs> Hi. Hi. What? I was having the best dream. <laughs> <laughs> Is it important? I'm working on something delicate. <laughs> Yeah, uh, me, me too. He's here. Um, Doc wants us all to meet at the mansion because he's having a heart attack. <laughs> Should, shouldn't you go to the hospital? Yeah, I don't know. He seems like the. He says the. He said, "We're going to the mansion. Call your team." And well, so I guess I did. he's the medical profession. Also, uh, <laughs> I guess I'll be there soon. Uh, anybody need picked up? Yes, please. All nope. right. <laughs> <laughs> On my way. All right. So uh, because uh, Doc is driving from further away, you guys actually end up uh, arriving at the mansion relatively the same time. Uh, 
Mouse, uh, you you and Doc get there, and like right as you're pulling in, um, uh, you see Boomer and Cashmere pulling up behind you guys, and uh, Doc uh, jumps out of the car, and is and uh, uh, Bryn has stepped out to say hello, and uh, uh, Doc uh, walks up to him and says, "We need to talk." Oh, okay. Um, well, oh, you brought everyone. Okay, well, let's. And he looks a little like concerned at Doc, and he like reads Doc's like very intense expression and goes, "All right, well, let's go inside then." And uh, you guys all go inside. And you uh, set up in one of the libraries, <laughs> and um, Doc uh, turns to talk to all of you, and he goes, "There's something I need to tell you." You specifically, Mouse, but the rest of you should hear because it might affect all of you. I don't know. This, I'd hope this day wouldn't come. Okay. All right. I don't, I don't, sorry, I don't really know where to begin. Mouse, you came into the clinic three years ago, badly damaged. Your arm was broken beyond repair by some gangers who were beating you up in the middle of a, or in an alleyway, taking your stuff. I, uh, I scared them off, and I, I couldn't tell why your vitals were fading so strongly. And then uh, after some scans, I found the damage that had been done to your brain. I send a text message to Bryn, and it just says, I knew it. <laughs> um, Bryn gives you the, the smallest of looks like, shut up. <laughs> Don't you say a fucking word. <laughs> I send him a thumbs up emoji. <laughs> um, so I managed to get you back on your feet. I had to, I couldn't, I had to either save your life or have you lose the arm. So I decided to, let the arm go. I mean, this is all stuff you know, but I don't know how much the rest of you know. Later, I found out Mouse had been hit with a pretty hefty dose of biofeedback. Enough to kill a person, but by some miracle, she was still savable. So I, uh, I didn't really know what to think about it. I thought, at first, she was a runner, just like most of the other people that come through the clinic, and that her team would come and get her. They didn't. And then... When she woke up, she didn't remember anything. And then she just kind of became part of the clinic. And that's something I... It's one of the best things that's happened, honestly. You know, because... Yeah, it's hard for me to keep the place clean without an extra set of hands. It's true. He's very messy. (laughs) Mouse, I don't know if you remember this, but when you first woke up one of the only things you had on you that the gangers hadn't taken yet was an old Metalink comlink. Just a shitty burner cell phone. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I asked you if you recognized it at all, if you, there were no contacts on it at all, not, nothing to it. And you said no, so I just tossed it in a drawer somewhere because you didn't seem to want it. I and didn't. I forgot about it for a while until it rang. And well... There's a man on the other end. He said he was the one who saved Mouse's life and who had her sister. So I didn't know what to think about it. And I went. Mouse wasn't around, so I just went. The guy sounded like he was in bad shape. 
By the time I got to his coordinates, he was all but dead. Barely could get a string two words together. And with him, a very scared young eight-year-old girl. So I took her home and uh, called Mouse, told her what had happened, and uh, just ran a couple tests to make sure this was what that guy said. It was all very strange to me. All I knew, all he had given me was that Mouse and her sister, he had pulled them out of somewhere dangerous. and There were people who wanted to hurt them. And that's, that's all I got from him. So now, I'm, of course, I'm starting to think, maybe not Shadowrunner, maybe something else. I don't know. And then, well, the tests. This is, this is difficult for me, Mouse. I, Sierra is your sister, but not as simply as you might think. The tests I ran, and I ran in triplicate, indicated that you had... A half-sister. <laughs> <laughs> no. The exact same genetic structure. Like twins? No. Different. Like clones. I read a lot of sci-fi. Yes. Come on, that's just true. What? <laughs> I didn't believe it when I first saw it, but the age difference ruled out twins. And the more I looked into the genetic coding, the more it became clear that Sierra was a clone of Mouse, from all I could tell, or they were both clones of someone else. I don't know. Oh. And I, so, he looks like pained at Mouse and like her confused expression, but decides to keep trudging on. He's like, so, then my mind turned away from maybe a crime syndicate or a shadow team that gone wrong or something and started to think corporate influence. I don't know if any of you have read any of the reports on the attempts of cloning, but uh, while science scientists have been able to clone various animals, uh, the most successful cloned human project uh, created a vessel that was Effectively 100% brain dead. It was a working body in a coma. So for Mouse and Sierra to be fully fledged people, something like that that hasn't been reported is something dark and not something I wanted to get mixed up in and not something that was safe for her. I mean, she was being rescued by some, some guy who apparently had had a change of heart. I don't know, but I... I told you, Mouse, which was true, that there were dangerous people looking for Sierra, and we sent her away to the boarding school where she is safe. And I had hoped that since it had been a few years and no one had come looking for you, that maybe you were you were clear of it and, and everything would be fine. But tell them what you told me on the car ride here. I saw me, but not me, like in a mirror, like on the street. Someone staking out the clinic, and then someone when we were driving towards her apartment. Two different people, different colored hair, you said, yes? Mm Mm-hmm. Though they could be wigs, I guess. Point is, seems maybe they're actively looking for you, like I'd hoped they wouldn't be. Mouse, I'm sorry. Drag. Am I like a thing? N- no. No. And he rushes over to you and kneels down 
uh, so that you guys are almost at eye-to-eye level. (laughs) And he goes, absolutely not. You are, without a doubt, the most kind, helpful, intelligent, beautiful person I've ever had in my life. And I, I don't deserve the loyalty and compassion you give me, but I welcome it all the same. You are like family to me, Mouse. And to us. Yes. Right, so it's Eva then, right? Or <clears throat> there was that whole thing with the vampire in the bunker and yeah. she recognized Mouse. We sort of just glossed over it because of the whole vampire and Vitas thing. Yes. Yeah, that that follows. You wait, wait. Vampires and Vitas? Bumbles. <laughs> <laughs> it was a while. We went to space and you're afraid of vampires? <laughs> Vitas, I'm afraid of Vitas. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I'm a little surprised Mouse ta- Mouse hasn't already let it slip. He doesn't ask and I don't that's kind of our arrangement. <laughs> I ask if she's okay, and she says yes, and we move on. Right, well, um, have you found anything, Bryn? Um, nothing concrete as of yet. I've just barely started to get my feet back on the ground. Bumbles had approached me just before everything happened, uh, and he had, and uh, he mentioned... Uh, Doc, that uh, the four of them, during a job clearing out some uh, ghouls from the sewers of Redmond, uh, they had stumbled across an Evo black site where they were working on a cure for Vitas. Um, There, the scientist apparently recognized Mouse uh, to some degree. Um, And uh, after that, while they were at the Harding Estate, um, Mouse seemed particularly skilled in uh uh comfortable in uh in the etiquette uh necessary there um she broke out of her shell in a way uh was able to converse with people uh and uh in a way we've never seen before which implies that perhaps she had been trained it is worth noting the vampire did say are you one of them <gasps> yeah right Again, we sort of just glossed over it because of the whole ghouls and Vitas thing, but seems relevant now. So with the obvious connection to Evo, um, I decided I would poke around a little bit, see if we could find something out. I, I, like you, Doc, actually just assumed that Mouse had, that you had damaged your your brain uh, as a Shadowrunner, given your, your desire to kind of naturally fall back into shadow running. I thought that was uh, your life before uh, before Doc's clinic. Um, but with all of this new intel, it seemed best to see what uh, I could find out. Um, unfortunately, I missed the most opportune window uh, right after Zurich Orbital went down. That would have been great if I had uh, been less distracted. But... As of now, I don't I don't have any new information, um, but I'm I'm working on it. I'm trying to see what I can find out. Um, and the fact that they're looking for you would imply that they would know what you look like, but they must know more. They figured they found something out. We're gonna have to find out where that where that got through. But they're looking for me. Uh, apparently, yes. I would think so. There's you've seen two of them in one day. They they knew you were at the clinic. They. They're less looking for you, and they found you, and we don't know what they want. I mean, this man, the man who had rescued you 
from them and Sierra. He he said that you were in danger, that they were that they were going to hurt you. And frankly, I, I believe him. I mean, he gave his life to get Sierra away from these people. I I, I don't know. I don't and uh Bryn comes up and puts like a hand on like Doc's shoulder and and like Doc like kinda like pulls away and he goes Ultimately what we do with this information is it's up to you, Mouse. This is your life. It's it's what you want to do with it. If if you want to try and run, if you want to get away, I can see what funds I can put together to make that happen. I can try my best. Uh I I don't this is this is yours. Your decision. I no one no one here has the right to decide what we do from here. Well, so Evo is a pretty big corporation, like the biggest. Well, maybe not the biggest, but like one of the biggest. And fighting them is like not really a thing that we can do. And they're coming to kill me. So, um, and if they're doing that, and they're not going to care about some shadow runners or anything. So I think that I, I should just go. Right? No. What? You should stay here with us. This is probably the most secure place you could be right now. Right, I can kill anything that comes to this mansion. <laughs> Literally anything. Yeah, we killed a space station. Why do you think we can't take on a corporation? Because if, if I leave, then then you guys aren't in danger. And there are other hackers and you can... I make bombs for fun. I don't think you leaving makes my life less dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> He's got, yeah, and I'm working with him, so... And also, cops tend to also come after people you're known with or, or care about to get to you, so it's really just sort of us less defended against the corpse. Yeah, it's it's best if we all stick together. So I can't let you go out on your own. Honestly, if they made you at Doc's clinic, if they found you at Doc's clinic, um, that at least implicates... Doc, and while the connection to the rest of the team might not be known at the moment, uh, it doesn't mean it can't be found out. Well, we all were together in sort of a secret Evo laboratory. Could they pull up some... We were on cameras. Um, I scrubbed those. Oh, uh, well then, good. <laughs> you know what? If they come for all of us... Better we all die together. But that's not going to happen. Yeah, I'd like it better if none of us died at all. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I can just use the hub and you guys can go out and then I'll just like stay here forever. I don't know that. I mean, it's not as good as being on site, but. It's also m much more dangerous, Mouse. And given your, your already extensive, uh. Uh, extensively burnt out neural pathways due to whatever happened to you before that made you lose your memory. I, I can't in good conscience have you use the hub except for in dire circumstances. Okay, so I'll just write software for you guys to use to hack things or something. Or, alternate plan, you come on runs with us and we shoot people to death who try and take you. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. 
You remember that sword thing that you have in your arm? Glitter? Yeah, you you sword punched like four or five guys (laughs) since we've known you. To death. (laughs) And a snake spirit. What? What? Hold on. What's going on here? We're pretty fantastic shadow runners is what's going on here. (laughs) Also, it was six. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I didn't mean to kill anybody, Doc. Well, I mean, I've always said if someone tried to kill you, you killed them first. I mean, did you oh, see you one of them? killed the dreck out of him. You should have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw when you took out that mage at the clinic. Yeah, I just do that a lot. Wow. Because these guys always get into trouble, and then I have to pop out of AR, uh, out of VR and, and go punch people. <laughs> hey, well, uh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um... Continuing to work together, it seems. Uh, Though probably priority number one is getting to the bottom of this. If they're actively hunting you, our best best defense in this regard is to uh, find them first and see what we can do to change your situation. Right. I should wear a wig and a mustache like Kashmir did that one time. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess I'll keep digging into Evo. What's our plan of approach here? Whitmore has some channels of of networking I can utilize, and I need to decide exactly what angle we want to do here. Are we... Well, um, what did you do before the game plan was stop Hellion? Oh, I mean, we would find... We'd use uh, Whitmore's connections to find people who... uh, Instances where... uh, defenseless people were going to be abused by the corporations and have their lives ruined, and we would go in and stop that from happening uh, anytime that we could. We'd always try to keep our ear to the ground and, and look out for people who ultimately were being ignored. Um, this is a little different from that, though. We can kind of still do that. I think there are two ways, I think. We can either run for Evo... Can we do that? We can run for Evo and sabotage them because they'll never know. And Or we can run against Evo, but then if they see me, then they'll get even madder. Aren't they more likely to see you if you're running for them? That's what the mask is for. Oh, the mustache. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or we could just find another black site. Would that one still be there? Probably not. I could look into that, though. It's it's likely that they've relocated since then. Mm. Our harvester's, like, pretty territorial, so there's only, like, one around in an area. I mean, I could look into it without going into the sewers. I mean, you guys you guys know where the, like, quick access to it is, so. Yeah, that's yeah. true. We, I mean, I can look into that, yes, but I guess I, yeah, the, the, the question is, should I be looking for jobs for Evo or jobs against Evo for us to try and get this intel. Obviously, we can't just poke around asking if there's a clone program. That will get us figured out pretty quickly. But if we were to do things around Evo and possibly look into some extra data like Mouse is suggesting... Yeah, I think that there's either... Because if we work for Evo, then we I might be able to tap into their subsystems when they give me some access in order to hack through other things. 
Or if we're doing things against Evo, then like I can go for one thing and then like also go for other things. In my experience, a Johnson has never given me access to any of their stuff when they're asking me to rob someone else. So against Evo it is. That seems like the more tactically smart play. Okay. No, we'd be more likely to be sabotaging something be able to get access there also maybe if we have some intel that leaks about this black site maybe uh corporate espionage can uh work for us yeah i'll uh i'll start looking for enemies of evo that fit the bill for our mission statement <laughs> and Wait, i'll is that mission statement me no the mission statement as in i'm i'm not gonna have you guys Further the agenda of anyone who's going to hurt innocent people. Yeah, that that's also good. That's a good call. Well, I like that part of this. Mouse, are you are you sure you want to do this? We could get Sierra. We could run away. We could go to Germany. We could go to the Free State. That's really. So I guess I don't have like a real family, because like I thought maybe I sh- I would have like a mom or a dad or something but i don't and so i guess like like if you were like pretending that i did have a family like in like a story like these guys would be it all right damn straight well then that leads me to one thing Bryn, do you have any medical facilities in this uh (laughs) in this mansion because i don't think i can go back to the clinic (laughs) Yeah, and uh, he just had a heart attack. What? No, no. Mouse thought I was having a... I was... I wasn't scared, but I was surprised. And she thought that that was... He was so white and, like, he was, like, clutching the steering wheel. Because of intensity, not because (laughs) of fear. And he was, like, his, like, jaw was, like, clenched and shaking. And he was, like, what do you mean? Oh, I don't feel good. And then... (laughs) (laughs) It's all right, Doc. I was pretty surprised in space. (laughs) You know what else is surprising? A harvester running at you. Not scared, surprised. <laughs> Dark growls. <laughs> and Bring goes, yeah, Doc, I'll see if I can get any anyone to, uh, maybe Bumbles, uh, your friends with the, with the Red Hot Nukes could uh, raid his stash at his clinic and get some of his supplies over here. Uh, we do have a pretty decent facility here. Yeah, is there anything in particular you need that I can mark special as do not break? Okay, well, let's start here. And uh, Doc begins to give you a really long list of all the different medical... It's like everything in his inventory. No, not that arm. It's so dumb. Nope, wait. You never know when you need a good arm. He points at your arm. Yeah. I keep those arms around and sometimes they come in use. It's fine. (laughs) Great, so everything. Yeah, pretty much everything. I will call magnitude. All right. And And then we'll lead into the time jump. Uh, All of that happened about six months ago. Four months after that, you guys went on your first job since Zurich Orbital. Um, And uh, that was the job to rescue Jerry. (laughs) Uh, Jerry was uh, 
locked away in uh, in Mitsuhama Computer Technologies, um, which uh, is pretty much impenetrable. Um, but he was being transferred from Seattle to Japan, so you guys intercepted him uh, uh, in transit. Um, however, though you did recover Jerry, there was a pretty significant incident um, during that run uh, in which um, it was revealed to the team that uh, Kashmir uh, had, in fact, become a toxic mage and was uh, slowly uh, slowly being controlled by his new mentor spirit. Um, During the run, Kashmir killed a bunch of innocent people when he lost control and just blasted them with radiation. And um, the team managed to knock him out and uh, and take him back to the manor. Um, however, when he was alone with Boomer, uh, he managed to make his escape, uh, stunning Boomer with magic and running off the grounds. Uh, and so the team lost Kashmir. Those of you listening, uh, this the story of the job to rescue Jerry will be uh, released in the bonus episodes later in the season. However, uh, it's been two months since Kashmir's left. Um, it was a pretty hard time for the team, but I think you were all starting to get back on your feet. For instance, uh, Doc has uh, made a transition. Uh, he didn't really like staying at the manor. It was too clean. His equipment was too nice. And more importantly, he didn't have anyone to treat. Not only were you guys not going on runs, (laughs) but, like, he wasn't, like, a public clinic anymore. And, like, you know, it was, like, pretty much wearing on him a whole lot that, like, he had spent a significant portion of his life carving out that territory in Redmond, and now he can't go back there. Um, So uh, using his connections and some of Bryn's connections, uh, Doc actually managed to set up a clinic in the Orc Underground. Uh, somewhere where he assumes he'll be safe from mouse clones. <laughs> um, and uh, what's more, uh, with a little help from uh, Bumbles and his demolitions uh, expertise, uh, uh, you guys managed to make a uh, secret tunnel that connects uh, the Whitmore Manor estate to the Orc Underground so that you can easily uh, get into Doc's neighborhood by climbing through. Also, uh, using, uh, Red Hawk nukes and, uh, like various other connections that like Bryn has, you guys managed to get all your gear basically out of your old apartments and get it moved into the manor. Um, and the hub is actually no longer like just an empty cave with a giant computer and like three glass case or, and four glass cases. Uh, now there's a section that's like a bunch of gear for my, or for mouse, um, uh, uh, there's, uh, like some drone storage and like other like spare parts, uh, available for bumbles, um, as well as, uh, a secondary, uh, attachment for the security systems in the house there where bumbles can like a little mini hub for bumbles to, to, um, uh, mess with the security system of the manor. Um, and, uh, boomer, like all of your extra guns that aren't in the underground shooting range, uh, in the manor are, uh, are stored in the hub as well as all your different armor. Um, and actually, uh, uh, in that two month interim, Bryn, uh, did order four more glass cases and he basically has, uh, a setup for mouse in one glass case, a setup for boomer in one glass case and for bumbles in one, and then another empty one to represent the lost cashmere. And next to that case, there's actually, uh, the photograph that was taken of the four of you, um, before 
Cashmere's fall. Uh, pretty much just a rehashing of the of the uh, other four cases that was uh, uh, to represent Whitmore's old team. Um, so the hub is actually, you know, a little more homey, uh, a little more stocked. Yeah, I had Doc move the couch down to my section. <laughs> um, I, really I also have, have a supply of sweaters to put on my indoor shooting targets. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Boomer, uh, you can, through the hub, there is like a tunnel you can use to access the shooting range. Also, the other way you can access the shooting range is uh, uh, it is behind and underneath the uh, bowling alley. And, uh, yeah, well, um, so it's been two months. Uh, Bryn is working at the, uh, hub. What's everyone else doing? I've been working on my martial arts and also, uh, some more long range shooting just in case. Fair. Also had some shock frills installed on my regular armor. Uh, what about Bumbles and Mouse? What are you guys up to? Well, um... So just like I was thinking about it and then I asked Bumbles to help me. I made um, little rings for everybody um, that are like panic buttons that you wear. And if you um, push the button on it, then it pings your location to everybody. So what happens to Bumble? What happened to Bumbles last time doesn't happen again. (laughs) I was 155% on board with this plan. (laughs) I made the software and the chip, but then I kept on making like little stove, like cleaner rings. Yeah. And, and, and Bryn thought it was foolish for Bumbles to install a forge in his garage, but you showed him Bumbles. (laughs) There's applications for everything, Bryn. That's what I keep saying. Just a response is a facepalm. <laughs> <laughs> what are you up to, uh, Bumbles? Um, I've submitted quite a few requisition forms for, <laughs> you know, a rotor drone with a gun to watch Spirits and Spirits. That um, one got denied. <laughs> I keep submitting it. Um, <laughs> I talked to Boomer about that sniper he's not using to stick on um, one of my rotor drones. I consider that perhaps we are the good guys now, and I put stick and shock in some of my other drones' guns. <laughs> and I, I drive around the grounds a lot in my very nice car. Nice. You, uh, you all do get uh, a ping from Bryn. I don't know, Mouse, if you're in the hub, he's sitting next to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, it says uh, uh, team meeting in the hub, 10 minutes. Team meeting? What is it? Well, wait for the rest of the team to get here, Mouse. But 10 minutes is so long. I know, but I have a lead. It's thin. It's very, very thin, but I have a lead. Thin as in, uh, I'm not sure it will actually help As he's trying to explain his poor choice of words, (laughs) I drive my supercar through the waterfall. Yep, into the, yeah, you have access to the hub through the grounds. (laughs) It can be through a waterfall. (laughs) Of course it is. He's not a crazy person. (laughs) I just, um, if it's, it's, so it's not, I'm, I'm not sure it's going, Bumbles, I need help. He has a lead. It might not be great. Oh, why didn't you just say that? (laughs) If only I could tell. <laughs> uh, Boomer, you show up? Uh, yeah, Boomer is uh, he's doing some martial arts training when he gets a message. And uh, 
He's going to finish up a quick uh, quick set of strikes and takedowns, and then he'll head that way. All right. So Boomer comes out of the out of the tunnel, connecting to the, his training area. Um, uh, he's got like you know just tank top and he's mopping off some of the sweat. Uh, and uh, Brenna uh, goes, "All right." Um, as I was telling Mouse, uh, I I found something. I found a lead, a way that we might be able to strike at Evo. It's thin. It's not, it's just the best I've gotten so far. And honestly, it's about time that I get you guys out on a job before you start getting rusty. Um, apparently, uh, an Evo scientist named Isaac Boonin, and uh, he pulls up uh, an AR display um, showing a uh, human, uh, middle aged. Uh, he's got. Uh, blonde hair and uh like a cleft chin and like a kind of like uh like strong jaw um uh isaac boonin went missing uh, a few months back and at the time you know he just popped up in my feed as you know just a news report related to evo i just kind of dismissed it um it was reported as run-of-the-mill missing missing person report. But now, so many months later, uh, word is starting to kind of trickle in around the shadow community that Isaac Boonin uh, intentionally got himself exfiltrated from Evo. So the thing is, Isaac was also a part of Evo's bioengineering division. He was a scientist. Uh, he worked primarily with animals. But... Uh, he went missing not too long after the fall of Zurich Orbital. And like I said, it's a thin lead, but it's possible that Isaac saw something and decided he wanted to leave before it was found out. And even if not, he can be a useful source of information if we can find out who got him out and where he is now. So... I'm not exactly sure where to, and before he can finish, uh, alarms start going off. Great. I go to the security rig thing and I plug my head in. Yeah. Um, uh, the proximity alarms for the grounds are, uh, are going off uh, and uh, Bryn looks around and goes, Bumbles, is this a drill? Is it a drill? It's not a drill. <laughs> oh, frag. Uh, uh, boomer, boomer, gear up. Uh, get on the grounds. Uh, uh, mouse, sweep the matrix. Let's, let's try and figure out what's going on out there. Give me eyes on it, Bumbles. Yeah, what do my drones see? Um, so you start deploying your drones and you get access to the cameras that are overlooking the grounds. Uh, Mouse, what do you do? Run over to my couch and jump in the matrix. Okay, you drop into VR on the couch. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, uh, Boomer, what do you do? I grab two rifles, one sniper, one assault, and start making my way up to a good position. And uh, I'm going to go off of what uh, I can see in the drone feeds sure um uh bumbles your drones deploy uh they pull up into the sky and start circling around you see uh right by the front gate to the grounds uh there is a figure uh dressed in a dark black robe with the hood drawn over uh this figure seems to be walking with like a like a hump on the back um and you see just like old long nailed gross like hands reaching out of the uh, out of the robe and uh it's holding a basket one of the hands is holding a uh, a wicker basket all right we've been invaded by a sith lord <laughs> 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 wait 
Wait, what? Wait, what's that? <laughs> I'll target lock it. I send Mouse a link to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Open later. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Boomer, you get in your position, uh, uh, in the grounds, you, there's like a little like rocky terrain off to the side of the house. Um, some like, you know, aesthetic rock formations and you pop out there. Um, and, uh, you, you get sight of, uh, of this strange figure slowly limping towards the house. Are my drones in range? Now your drones basically like make their presence known and like, and get in position. Uh, Nim... Uh, you see as, uh, as suddenly this, the sky fills with, uh, drones that are leveling firearms at you and, um, roll perception for me and boomer roll stealth for me. Visual perception. Yes. Two hits. Six. All right. That's all you see, Nim. You see a bunch <laughs> of drones, uh, floating around, uh, impeding your pass. Uh, um, we're a secret team of shadow runners out to save the world who recently made enemies with a toxic mage. I think they are shooting her with stick and shock. <laughs> can I target lock it first? <clears throat> you can. The Sith Lord? <laughs> uh, as you're starting to target lock uh, uh, Mouse, Bryn, Bryn says to you, Bumbles, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold your fire. Uh, open up a open up a channel here. Oi, who are you? The all <laughs> ten drones uh, floating around and you. tank. Well, he hasn't made it out yet. He's pulling out. <laughs> of the um, uh, all ten drones floating around you. Um, uh, shout out in the same voice what you just heard, just like a surround sound. I come with sweet apples for the pretty boy. For pretty boy, who? Is that a passphrase or do I shoot her? Don't shoot her, but... Wait, hold on. We're going to discuss this later. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then you hear Nim uh, Bryn's voice echo through all of the... uh, uh, All of the drones. Um, As this is happening, you see a large armored car coming out of Whitmore's garage and start heading up towards you, kind of getting in position underneath the swarm. Uh, and you hear Bryn go, um, who are you? I'm just an old woman. I have apples for the prettiest, fairest boy in the land. What the? Are you? Why are you? am I not shooting her? Someone please. No, there's something familiar about this. Who, who are you? Take down the hood. Target lock acquired. <laughs> <laughs> I take down my hood, and I've got a large nose with big warts on it and gray hair that's held back in a ponytail. That's a swamp hag, right? (laughs) Sweet. I'm not the ugliest thing here anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Is this... uh, Are you doing doing a Snow White right now? That's the crone from Snow White. I mean, come on, Bryn. Aren't the drones a little much? Show me your real face. Oh, God. What? Whatever. She will go back to her regular face. Uh, You guys watch as uh, the old, decrepit crone uh, 
stands up straight and uh, her face begins morphing. Uh, her skin becomes darker. Uh, the robe uh, starts to uh, kind of separate itself and rewrap itself in a different uh, fit, making a, uh, a like modern trench coat that wraps around the body. Uh, the skin becomes darker, younger, more fair. The ears get elongated. Uh, and um, after a short period, uh, a woman stands before you. Uh, dressed in a very nice uh, trench coat with a high collar. She has uh, dark skin, large uh, curly hair just kind of let out, um, and uh, yellow eyes. And um, you guys actually, she looks really familiar. And at first you think for like a split second that you're looking at L'Oreal Silverstein. But then like you're like, no, that's the face isn't exactly right. And uh, Bryn goes, holy trek. You know, I went all the way to the farmer's market to get these apples. They're legitimately good apples. I didn't bring you crab apples. Uh, Bumbles, Bumbles, stand down. Uh, Boomer, Boomer, uh, uh, it's fine. Okay, we're going to need to have another security conference on what is allowed to happen on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Victoria, what do you... uh, Front door or garage? What? Follow me, and the drones head towards the garage, (laughs) where I have more power. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to look at the drones and walk up to the front door of the mansion. Uh, At this point, Bryn's Bryn's gotten out of his seat in the hub, and he's starting to move towards the front door. Uh, What is everyone else doing? I guess Uh I unplug and go to the front door, as apparently I'm not chief of security here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll follow Bumbles. And but, like, kind of sneaky. All right, I'm just going to meet her at the front door, I guess. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Nim, you get up to the to the door. It opens up. Bryn is there. Behind him, you see a very, very handsome, silver-haired uh, elf. Uh, and and uh, further behind that elf, peeking out from around a corner, you see a short, uh, blue-haired human. Uh, you can kind of see her shoulder is chrome. Um, and, uh, you look to your side and you see as a big red Oni shouldering two different rifles casually strolls up to meet you at the front door. Uh, and Bryn goes, Vic, what are you, what are you doing back here? I see you've made some new friends. Uh, yeah, this is, this is my team. Uh, uh, this is, uh, Bumbles. Hi. Boomer. You're a mage, right? (laughs) (laughs) Boomer, Uh, please. And, and, uh. Oh, that that one back there is Mouse. I hide. <laughs> um, guys, this is this is Victoria Silverstein. This is L'Oreal and Whitmore's daughter. What? What? Sure. Okay. It's okay. Oh. I I was dead up until you know five minutes ago. Yeah. What? No, Mouse. No, wait. It's she wasn't really dead. She she we faked her death. She ran away when she was 19. I never thought you would come back. Yeah, neither did I. Is it because you heard? Well, there's a lot to it, but yeah, that's, that's why. Uh, Bumbles, Boomer, uh, Mouse, he <laughs> shouts back. Uh, I need to catch up with Victoria. Um, it, it's, it's Nim now. Nim? 
I definitely need to catch up <laughs> with Nim. Um, uh, you guys can take five. We'll we'll re we'll reconvene later. Maybe tomorrow. I don't know. Uh, we'll be back here. Let's let's go into your father's study. Do you guys want these apples? They're really good. Yes. No. I take them. I smack them out of his hand. <laughs> Well, I take two, <laughs> one for me, one for Mouse, and I will hand it to her at a later time. <laughs> As they walk off, I lean into Bumbles and I say, if she turns toxic, we're shooting her. No questions, right? Oh, yeah. Like, don't even worry about it. There's so many things in this mansion that can kill a person. <laughs> but right. let's... What is the point of the drills, Boomer? That's my question. <laughs> It, it it just seems like, you know, I spent all that time putting together the, the, the protocols and, you know, someone wanders onto the grounds and we just let them in and it's just fine. It's just fine. It's because it's magic. He's bewitched. All right. So everyone, I guess, just be ready to kill both of them. Great. This is a great day. Everything's great. Well, hold on. She does look a bit like L'Oreal. Then again, if they're being a shapeshifter. Or maybe it's magic and it's not that person. Right, Mouse. That's exactly what I didn't say. (laughs) What? No, you're right. Yeah, I know I'm right. Wait. Meanwhile, Bryn and and Nim have uh, made it into the study. And Bryn kind of looks back and sees you guys talking in the doorway. And he's like, I'll just be a minute. You guys just... Wait and don't listen in. And he shuts the door and locks it. I listen in. <laughs> you really think that's going to work, Bryn? Did no. it work with me as a kid? Of course not. But it's more fun if I tell them not to. <laughs> I heard that. Uh, he uh, he turns on a white noise generator inside the room. Uh, it just makes oh, it harder man. for you guys to hear. <laughs> There's a moment where he almost sits in Whitmore's chair behind the desk, and then like he like looks at you awkwardly and looks at the chair, and then he like sits down in the couch in the side of the room. <laughs> um, I'm going to go take a seat on the desk. So, um, Nim, is it now? Are you... What? Where have you been all this time? I never thought I'd see you again. Yeah, I... You know, just traveling. Like, who doesn't go to the beach and the islands and... Um, had a little trouble... In Berlin, but you know we can talk about that later. It's a it's a long story. Okay, is it anything that you need our help with? No, I'm pretty sure I took care of it. Okay. Um, first off, I'm I'm I know you probably have questions about your father. Yeah, that was unexpected to say the least. I mean, I know I know the two of you weren't close, but I mean, he did leave everything to me but in a letter he requested that i it should you ever come back that i hand everything over to you obviously he couldn't legally write that up because you were deceased but Bryn, i mean come on you you know it's never been about the money then why did you come back i mean the the funeral was six months ago I just, I I assumed, you know, I mean, when you left, it was pretty final. You wanted to 
be legally dead so that no one would even ask around for you. Yeah, I, I thought that was what I wanted, and it worked for a while. But I thought that I had more time, I guess. It was, it was Jason, wasn't it? He uh, pauses and looks down at like the ground for a minute, and then he looks back up at you and he goes, Yeah, but he's dead. We got him. Well, that's a small comfort. Yeah. Um, my team uh, may have had a hand in dropping Zurich Orbital from the sky. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're like Jason did most of it, and they, they actually stopped it from crashing into Seattle. It's a whole thing. Are you, are you saying that you shot a team of Shadowrunners into space and they crashed Zurich Orbital? I mean, yes. You had very little part in getting us into space, Bryn. <laughs> I said don't listen in. Either way, I'm not complaining. I had a lot of fun in space. All, All right, I'm saying is one of us can fly the spaceship. You didn't shoot shit. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are just going to uh, stand outside and yell insults through the door, come in. If that's all right with you, Nim. Well, Drek, I mean, they went into space. I don't think I can stop them getting through a door. I mean, that's fair. Come on in, guys. I'm going to be... Uh, I actually already had the door picked, uh, <laughs> so I'm just going to open it. Sure. Besides, <laughs> I feel like we should get to know her. It's not an unreasonable request. No. Um, you guys have been enacting Lariel's legacy. Uh, they've been working for Whitmore before he died, and now we're trying to continue his mission. But I, I assume you don't have much interest in that. Well, uh, about that. <laughs> you didn't happen to hear about the Shindahana, did you? Uh, rings a bell, and he, uh, he presses a couple buttons in his AR display. He shares it, all the windows with you guys. Um, and, uh, yeah, you see, like, first you see, like, an article about, like, the, uh, you know, 1800s, uh, uh, like, German version of Robin Hood, basically, like a thief who stole from rich people. And you see a bunch of articles that have happened the past um, few years, um, uh, pr primarily in Berlin. Uh, and it's like Schinderhanna uh, strikes again. And it's uh, all these articles listing like, you know, uh, talking about a person or an organization that were specifically targeting rich uh, overly wealthy people in Berlin and stealing money from them. And uh, he looks at that and he looks at you and he goes, um, yeah, I remember that now. <laughs> I mean, not to gloat or anything, but, you know, it's not like it was a, a one-person job, but I did a lot of the work, I'd say. So you're a runner now. I thought you didn't want to really follow in your parents' footsteps. I, you know, Bryn, people, people are capable of growth sometimes. I'd sometimes. Like to, I'd like to think I'm a little bit different than I was when I was 19. Plus, it turns out when the old man gets in your head, he's a little hard to ignore. <laughs> Trust me, I know that. Um, he's... I explain the metaphor to Mouse over text. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's inside your head. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, he smiles and goes, um, well, if you're looking for a job, then yeah, you're, you're hired. You're on the team. He looks and he sees Mouse looking at him with a thin, squinty-eyed expression. And he looks at Bumbles looking at him skeptically. I don't know what Boomer's doing. If you turn toxic, you know we're going to kill you, right? Oh, Jesus, Boomer. Look, mate, we've had issues in the past. Ones that we still need to resolve, by the way. We'll talk about that at a later time. But, uh... Just something to be aware of. Don't yeah, why don't we just put her new outfit in and totally replace cashmere? That's fine, too. And I walk away. Mouse. Look, uh, Boomer, did you say it was? Yeah. All right, look. If I turn toxic, I insist that you kill me. Well, How's I'm that? glad we're on the same page. Jason Black killed her mother and her father. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Score I'm sorry, on i We've both been affected by toxic mages, and uh, it's been uh, it's been a painful couple months. They uh, they had a friend until about two months ago. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I can say that I definitely know how that feels. Bumbles, you're the boss here, admittedly. We should probably have a conversation about what that relationship looks like between employee and employer, given that you've structured this as more of a family than a business. But you write the checks. You want to hire her. I guess she's on the team. Bryn is the boss. I know. It's weird, right? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just trying to keep what your father had going going. All right. He's our supervisor then. Sure. We can go with that. It still feels weird. Oh, whatever. You're you're the boss. Just deal with it. I grew up with Vic, uh, Nim. I trust her as much as I trusted Anna, as much as I trusted Lariel, as much as I trust Whitmore. She's going to be a good fit. I can feel it. Well, we definitely need a, another mage, so... <laughs> Boomer, uh, Bumbles, maybe if you two could show... I mean, she doesn't need a tour of the house, but... It's been five years since she's been home. Uh, All right. Um, did they have a cave when you left? Yeah. Yeah, the bat cave? It's not called the bat cave. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's what I called it in my head. <laughs> <laughs> it was- I'm really glad you saw it, too. <laughs> I mean, I, I did like... I, I'm a connoisseur of old trids. Sure. Okay, so you don't need to see the cave. Um, I don't know. Do they have a shooting range under the bowling alley? Yeah. Okay, so you don't need to see that. I guess it's just the garage then. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like you're really trying to get me into the garage. Well, uh, to be perfectly honest, the first time, I can much more easily kill you there if you turn out to be, you know, a weird psycho mage. But functionally, it's probably the only thing that's changed significantly since you left. So, there's that. We have lots of trust issues. (laughs) Uh, as you, as soon as he started, he asked you guys to show around. Bryn did step out, uh, and he went to go find Mouse. How hard are you to find? Not very hard. Okay, <laughs> I'm packing a overnight bag. 
All right, Bryn knocks on your door. Mouse? Yeah? Hey, um, what are you, what are you doing? Where do you think you're going? I'm going to go stay with Doc. Why? Because she's going to need a room. There's plenty of rooms in this mansion, Mouse. Why, why don't you tell me what's actually going on? We don't need anybody else. No one said you needed it. She's not here to replace Kashmir. Nim's a friend of mine. I grew up with her. Yeah, and all of this is hers, and it's weird, and she can change her face, and she's going to kill us all with magic if she wants, and then everything is fine, and, you know, putting putting another person at risk for... For what? For for looking at Evo? That's not. I don't know her, and I. I don't. I don't. I just. It's. I need to talk to Doc. Okay. I mean, you're free to go whenever. I'm not keeping you here, but Mouse, you can't. You can't go around. Seeing cashmere behind every awakened person. That's that's no way to live. Trust me, I know. You gotta you gotta learn to trust again. And with Nim, I can promise you it will be easy. She is a genuinely great person and barely took after her father at all and, and as far as curtness and grumpiness went and and f- really embodies some of the best qualities of her mother. She's great. It was an inspiration watching her grow up. And sh- she's a friend of mine. And sh- hopefully she can become a friend of yours too. But if you need to go and spend some time with Doc, that's fine. I'm going to, I think I'm going to table the search for Isaac Boone in at least for a little bit. Try to maybe find something else for you guys to do to get to know each other. That doesn't make sense. I mean, I can I can do some of the legwork on it, and I can look into it a little more. While you're looking for other stuff? No, I can just focus on looking into Isaac Boone, and, and, and I'm sure I can find another job for the four of you to go on. Something a little lighter, a little easier, and, and that way you guys can, you know, see how uh, you work together, you know? Try it out with training wheels on uh, to give it a chance to work. <laughs> Is like toxic magic like like a virus? Because I don't think we should put her in the in the in the other wing where Kashmir was. I think he, I think all that time in that room ended up like t- turning him into evil. Um, I've I've had. Uh... <laughs> I've I've actually had um, astrally friendly cleaning crews come in and scrub the back. Well, if he comes camp. back, he should have that one anyway. I'm sure she can find a different room, a different wing. Even she can she can sleep in her old room. It's not anywhere nearby where Kashmir was staying. Okay. Okay. We'll contact you when we have something. No, I'm not going. Okay. You guys are helpless without me. <laughs> he laughs at that. Why is that funny? No, it was uh, ass fumbles. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he goes, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go um, 
see if I can find uh, a job for you guys. Um, can you be looking, spending time with your like best friend ever? Oh, with Nim? I mean, yes, I want to catch up with her, but we have time. But the longer we wait on Boonin, the more likely it is that we won't be able to find him. So, so you would like it if I go make friends with her? Yes. That was incredibly insightful of you, Mouse. Well, you said it. I did. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Uh, Boomer and Bumbles are showing her around right now. The garage? I mean, knowing Bumbles, yeah, yeah, probably. He probably only asked about two places and then immediately was like, well, let's go to the garage. What if, does she like to bake? Because I could show her how we bake some stuff. Yeah, uh, she she used to cook with her mother all the time. Okay, cool. I'll make some cookies. And then she can have them. And I will go to the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Bryn's like, all right, that's great, Mouse. Then he sits there for a second and he goes... Uh, frag, and he sends a text message to Bumbles, being like, "Mouse is baking cookies." All right, oh, I'll drag the kitchen. <laughs> I, I got it. Uh, Boomer sprints towards the kitchen. Frag, 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 frag. It's only a little on fire by the time you get there. <laughs> was I on that DNI, or was that just a? No, that was just a text message. What, Mouse is the oven, not the stovetop. Oh God! <laughs> what lit his that? <laughs> oh, um What's his rush? Mouse can't cook? That's pretty much it. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> so 3 days pass before Bryn has something for you guys. He does spend an uh, a pretty good amount of time with Nim. Um and uh he he does um after getting the okay from Mouse uh uh fill you in on their main mission. About how Mouse is a clone, potentially from an Evo program. And it's definitely been confirmed by a very talented doctor that she's, I can't believe I'm saying this, a clone. <laughs> huh. That's, you know, wouldn't have, wouldn't have gone there. Wouldn't have expected that. But that, I can run with that. <laughs> he also gives you a, a rundown and he says Bumbles would be a much better person to ask about this, uh, about uh, Mouse's mental uh, her brain damage that makes it so that she takes almost everything very literally and also cannot for the life of her tell if someone's lying to her and he's like so honestly with for her no pranks oh come on no not mouse just Just one it's it's just a little one it's picking on someone you wouldn't even have to try no exactly that's why it's no fun play as many pranks as you want on boomer (laughs) all right Uh, and, um, yeah. And then he gives you like the rundown on basically everything that happened in series one of Shadowrun. (laughs) He gives you the, the reports, the after action reports of everything they've done. Um, but is anyone else completing anything during those three days, uh, hanging out with them, doing anything together? Basically you got three days before Bryn calls the next team meeting. Old Trids, huh? Nim? Yeah. I mean. What's your opinion on Bubba Guns? (laughs) <laughs> oh, Bava Guns. They're not good, but they're great, you know? Right? We uh, we have all of them. You even have Bubba Guns fighting in fire? No, not only do we have it, we have Directus Cut. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, There's at least 
200 more explosions <laughs> in only 15 more minutes. So Nim and uh, uh, Boomer bond over watching horribly good uh, <laughs> action movies together. Um, I mediate a sit down between Nim and Mouse in which I explain to both of them how to communicate with one another. <laughs> 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 I'm surprisingly good at being very straight with mouse. But how do I know it's you? We've been over this. There's a passphrase now. So I'll just say rutabaga anytime you want. Anytime you can say, what's the passphrase? And I'll say rutabaga and you'll know that it's me. You want to try? Do you want to try it out? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I've been practicing this one. So just if it's not completely correct, just, just give me a pass. Okay. I'm going to shapeshift my face into Boomer. This is fantastic. It's a passphrase. Passphrase. Rutabaga. Znim. Rutabaga. Wait. <laughs> what? That's not what I sound like. <laughs> Look, I said give me a pass, all right? I'm working on it. Okay. Okay. Mouse stares at you intently and suspiciously. So, this, but that's not what you. All right, ready. All right, just take a breath. I'm going to change back to me. Okay. Okay. I'm going to morph my face back to my actual face. Ugh. Yep. Got it. <laughs> this, this is this is what I actually look like. Mouse. Let me tell How you do something. You know what you really look like. <sighs> well. Uh, I was born looking like this, and if I don't hold the spell up, then it goes back to this. But let me tell you something, Mouse. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people have seen this, so it's honestly a bit scary for me to show you what I actually look like. Oh, so do you want to look like something else? Yeah, that'd be that'd be nice. Okay. Just say, just, you know, when you walk into a room, you should just slide it on into the conversation. Okay, I can do that. Okay. <laughs> is, is, is Bumble's in the room right now? Yeah, I'm, this is how you can tell a good mediator. <laughs> <laughs> right, so basically, Mouse, she says rutabaga, and then you imagine the picture of her face in your mind, and they match. It's that simple. Okay. Right? Yeah. Can I see your comlink for a second? Why? She's going to look at it either way. <laughs> okay. Sure. All right. I'm going to crack it open and put a data tap in there. Oh. <laughs> Close it. <laughs> Go. Uh, then I'll know it's you. Even when you can't say rutabaga. All right, mouse. You're I'll trusting turn it me? On sometimes. It's not a tracker. I promise. Brent did say you were bad at lying. She cannot lie. Okay. I'm, it's not. It's. It's not a tracker. <laughs> you do, wait. You. You believe me? Does she believe me? I don't know why you're asking me. <laughs> do you believe me? Yes, I believe you. Most people believe me. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be you know a bit of a transition but sure why 
Well, because you can't believe most people, my mouse. I'll explain it later. Okay. Hey, do you want to try making those apple tarts again? I promise I'll try not to burn them this time. Yeah, you know what? I've got a better idea, but it's a girl thing. Why don't we uh why don't we go out to the to the, the lawn? Uh okay. Alright, so you guys go out to the lawn? Great. Boomer. Drag race. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pull mouse aside. So mouse. Yeah. Do you like pranks? <laughs> um yeah? Wait, on me? No. No, <laughs> no, no, you and I will be doing the prank. Okay. So it seems like your friend Bumbles really likes his cars. Yeah. I happen to learn a small trick where I can make a car not look like the car it is. Which one's his favorite car? Um, well, it's either the rocket ship car or Spot. All right. Between so the if two. you're going to try and drive it, um, Spot doesn't have anything that you can drive it with. No, no, I'm not going to drive it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to make it not be where it is. What? I don't... It's, it's an illusion. Okay. It's still going to be there, but it's not going to look like it. Okay. Well, the new one... It's probably the new one. Okay. All that right. would be the better... That would be the better one to prank, because it's new and really expensive. It's a sports car, but... You can also drive. Well, I'm not allowed to drive it, but, um, but, and it has rockets in the back. Okay. Yeah. Well, let, let's go in the garage. You pointed out. I'll, Wait, you want to go in the garage while Bumble's not in there? Well, that's where it is, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Does he have defenses on the garage against? I mean, I can turn them off. Okay. <laughs> See, I knew you were the right person for this. <laughs> I guess I am. All right, so we'll say you guys made your way to the garage just before uh, Boomer and Bumbles finished, like, grabbing Boomer's, like, racing gloves <laughs> from his room to to go down to the garage together so that they can drag race. And my aviators. And your aviators, of course. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, so you guys have, like, like a, a couple minutes, like, maybe, like, a minute and a half to two minutes before uh, before Bumbles and Boomer enter the garage. Okay, I power down all the stuff. Yep. I have admin privileges. So, so you walk in and, uh, and uh, uh, she powers it down and you just hear like a lot of things inside the walls. There's a lot of clicking. <laughs> yeah, there's just a, an excessive amount of clicking and like, and like gears whirring down to stop and like generators turning off. And it's like, like it's the garage is like, so you remember the garage being filled with all your dad's cars. Now it's like got a bunch of different workstations spread around, uh, around in it. Um, and uh, there's you didn't you didn't keep Cashmere's car in there, right? The Cashmere's car is like parked in like a shack on the other side of the grounds. We built a shack for it on the other side of the grounds as a compromise between me scrapping it. Yeah, because Boomer didn't want you to kill it. <laughs> um <laughs> So there's a uh, there's a red uh, muscle car. There's a huge uh, like big Rover twenty seventy two. Uh, uh, next to that, you see your dad's uh, Eurocar Westwind, but like it's very different looking. Uh, it's definitely got armor on it. Um, and then uh, there's also a motorcycle and or your dad's motorcycle and your dad's limousine. So, is it? My dad's old car? 
it's it's um the y- yes yeah because it was here before he took like seven cars apart to put in the side of it got it okay i'm gonna reach and and see if it's unlocked it's not. It is assuredly not unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mouse, you think you could unlock it? Yes. All right. So I guess a dump a data, data tap on. Sure. For the- flavor's sake, we'll say that you were able to hack his car. Hey, Mouse. Yeah. I've got a, a better idea. Okay. Let's just make it look the same, but like we've crashed it. <laughs> What? It'll be great. Um, okay. So, you hop in the passenger side. I'll hop in the driver's side. (laughs) Okay. Just sit there. Don't say anything. This will be so much fun. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see a look on his face. (laughs) All right. what What are you casting, Nim? I'm going to cast Vehicle Mask. All right. Um, again, for flavor's sake, we'll, we'll dispense with dice rolling. Uh, yeah, you, uh, Bumbles and Boomer, uh, you two walk into the garage. Um, I guess, Mouse, did you turn back on the... Yeah, everything's back on. Yeah, so, uh, for a second, Bumbles, as you're walking in, you hear... Huh. And, uh, you walk around the corner, and, uh, you see, uh, all the cars are there. Including, do you have a name for the West Wind? It's the Mach 6. Oh, yeah. Uh, including the Mach 6, uh, which looks like it has been just accordioned in the front. Like the the like front part of it is just like smashed in and there's scrapes all along the side. And like the glass looks broken out and like and spider webbed. Mate, how are you supposed to beat me in a drag race if it's wrecked just sitting there? Um, so I, I just stand there. And, like, my eye twitches a little bit. <laughs> and then all the drones sort of, like, come up over me. <laughs> yeah, they're detaching from a spot and parts in the ceiling and walls. And uh, soon he has a swarm of ten drones, very armed, floating behind him. Um, they're both in the car, yeah? Uh, yeah, unless you were able to conceal you two in some way. Yeah, you see the two of them in the car. I'm going to... Are uh, they dead? <laughs> Uh, no? <laughs> I'm going to to open the door and step out, but keep my hand on the hood of the car. Uh-huh. Bumbles, I... Oh, oh God, I'm, I'm so sorry. I just wanted to take a quick ride, and it's not Mouse's fault. It's totally my fault, and I don't know what happened, and... I- you should leave here now. <laughs> you should leave here now fast. <laughs> I, I would leave quickly. Very quickly. Uh, how about instead I, I just do this, and I'm going to take my hand off the hood of the car. And it reverts back to normal, as if it was never touched. <laughs> I shoot it with stick and chalk. <laughs> Boomer falls over laughing <laughs> as one of the guns shoots at you. <laughs> I'm going to duck. Uh, this one will roll. I want to see if you get hit with the stick and chalk. You duck, and the car backs up. <laughs> Uh, you're rolling dodge. Uh, Bumbles, go ahead and roll 21. the attack for your swarm. Ooh. I got three hits. I got more than that. <laughs> uh, I got seven hits. Okay. Um, I think you might get knocked out here. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Worth it. That's uh, 15 <laughs> damage you have to resist uh, at a minus five to your armor. <laughs> Seven hits. Aha! You're not fully unconscious, but you do get knocked down and you're basically unconscious when you have uh, two hit points left <laughs> in your stun track. Man, he can't take a joke, can he? Bumbles! And no, he get can't. Out <laughs> <laughs> there are things that are not okay to joke about, Nim. <laughs> I'm going to heal her. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can med kit her back up. One of the arms picks up a first aid kit and brings it over to Mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Mouse is very confused about why it's not funny. (laughs) But she doesn't ask. Yeah, and uh, Mouse patches you back up. She hits you with a stim and you're fine. Thanks. Thanks, Mouse. And Boomer will help her up. Basically, I just grab your hand and lift you to your feet. (laughs) <laughs> what are you guys going to do in here? We're going to go for a drive. <laughs> you are not. <laughs> uh, so Boomer and Bumble's drag race around the grounds for a bit. And then uh, you guys get um, a call from uh, uh, from Bryn uh, saying uh, uh, that he's got a job, team meeting in the hub. Ten minutes. All right, Boomer, get in my car. We're going to do something sweet. <laughs> I'm down. I slide across the hood. It'll buff out. And I'll uh, jump into the passenger seat. All right, yeah. When the meeting starts, we drive through the waterfall. And we, like, <laughs> use the rocket jump to, like, ramp it. And it's sweet. Yeah. So, Whoa! roll a driving test for me. <laughs> uh, Nim and Mouse, you guys enter the hub. Uh, Bryn is there. Um, and he turns around and he goes, Bumbles and Boomer? <laughs> I think they're coming. Uh. Four hits. And then there's a... <laughs> as, uh, as the Mach 6 comes flying through and lands in its parking spot in the, in the hub. And Bryn just sits there like he had flinched and his eyes are closed. And he like lets out a sigh and he goes, <sighs> Always have to make an entrance, don't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Continue. Um, so, uh, like I said before, um, uh, I've been on the lookout for, uh, a job, uh, that I could send you guys on so you could kind of, uh, get some, uh, get something under your belt as a team, um, kind of learn how to work together. Uh, and actually, uh, Boomer, um, you might like this one. Oh. Uh, and he pulls up an AR display and shares it with you guys. Uh, the Sumi Yoshikai. Uh, is one of the many clans in the Yakuza in Seattle. Uh, <clears throat> Boomer, you recognize that name specifically because it is the clan that your good friend and other fixer, Yama, uh, is a part of. No, oh, no direct. So uh, the Yakuza's, uh, the, the Sumi Yoshikai um, Yakuza have uh, put out feelers that they're looking for some Shadowrunners. Um, so as standard procedure, I made contact with Yama. He uh, presses a couple buttons in his AR, and uh, all the screens on the hub uh, uh, turn on, and uh, all of you see a large uh, troll wearing a suit. He has some, it looks like, floral tattoos creeping up his neck, poking over the collar of his shirt just slightly. Um, he's got, like, a scar on his face. Um, he's big. 
he's like doc big as far as trolls go. Um, and, uh, uh, he, uh, looks and he goes, boomer. Yama, how you doing? Oh God. I haven't seen you in forever. I know you almost fell off the map. I was concerned, but, uh, happy to hear from your, uh, Johnson. Seems I might have, uh, have a job for you and your team. All right. I'm in. <laughs> uh, he smiles and, uh, he goes, uh, my name is Yama. I am a member of the Sumiyoshi, uh, Sumiyoshikai Yakuza. It's become, uh, <clears throat> or we've been made aware recently that one of our rivals, the Yamaguchigumi family, is setting up a Bunraku parlor uh, in close proximity to two of our most successful underground casinos, both in an attempt to detract business and to disrespect us. The, sumi, uh, the Sumiyoshi Kai abhor Bunraku parlors. Mouse raises her hand. <laughs> Um, it, yes. What's, what's a Benrock, ben, Benraku parlor? Oh, honey. What, what? <laughs> Who? Oh, uh, Bryn, Bryn goes, uh, um, a Bunraku parlor, uh, mouse, uh, is an illegal form of prostitution. Oh. Um, it's particularly horrendous due to the fact that the men and women who service the clients are not of their own mind. Um, Bunraku parlors uh, use uh, persona fixes. Um, oh. As you know, once implanted with a persona fix, someone, their personality is completely overwritten uh, with whatever the designer of the persona fix desires it to be using persona fixes. You can create a, uh, a brothel with people who truly believe and act as if they are particular celebrities or, uh, or enjoy specific sexual acts that they normally wouldn't. Uh, it's disgusting. And, uh, part of the reason why I thought this job was particularly uh, well-suited for this team. Because if we can put a stop to a Bunraku parlor, all the better. Okay, I know now. <laughs> yes. And like I was saying, the Sumiyoshi Kai detest Bunraku parlors. And the Yamaguchi Gumi is doing this despite our wishes for them to stay out of our territory. It is an act of aggression. So, and uh, Brent, uh Bumbles, you get a text from Bryn saying, you'll like this part. <laughs> I'm, you know, pulling up all my past plans of like, for a four-story building, this much foam explosive here. <laughs> <laughs> so my hope is that the four of you can find exactly where this Bumraku parlor is being set up. It hasn't opened for business yet. And my hope is that it never will. Boomer, I would like you and your team to locate and demolish the building that this Boomraku parlor is being set up in. Any intel on where the Boomraku dolls are being held? I don't know where the poor souls are that are going to be staffing the parlor, and I don't know where the parlor is. 
They've been keeping it pretty well hidden. Um, Obviously, you don't have an exact location, but your territory, sort of whereabouts is it? The rumors are that they're setting it up close enough to two of our most successful underground casinos to detract business. And he, um, a map pops up. It shows Auburn. It shows like kind of like a cutout of like uh, of his clan's territory and show and like highlights the two locations. Uh, it's like basically like five blocks away from each other. There are two different um, uh, underground casinos. Is this in the center of Auburn or is it sort of on the outskirts near other neighborhoods? It's on it's on the uh, the southern west area of Auburn, not necessarily on the border between Auburn and Puyallup, but not too far from there. Okay. Um, so kind of like the Southeast end of, uh, of the Seattle Metroplex. I don't know exactly where they're going to be building it, but I do know the Shadai Gashira of this particular region for the Yamaguchigumi family. There's a man by the name of Ishimoto, uh, Ishimoto Shinji. I don't believe Shinji himself is overseeing the refurbishing of the Bunraku Parlor. But he's no doubt in charge of the people doing so. If you find Shinji, perhaps he can lead you to the, uh, to the parlor. But I must implore that Shinji not be tampered with. He is our rival, but the Yakuza families have a rough treaty at the moment, and should an act be laid uh, laid against one of the upper uh, one of the upper members of the Amaguchi Gumi clan, then it might be enough to incite a war, and that's not what we're looking for here. Right, so you say an act against. Where's the line on that? Right, so can we like break a kneecap or is it you know sort of a small bruise may start this war in preference uh i'd like for shinji not to know that anyone was looking after the, looking for the bunraku parlor until after the bunraku parlor is destroyed got it now should you question any of his men depending on their ranking in the in the yakuza goons get beat up all the time exactly mm-hmm. I like this one, Boomer. <laughs> yeah, he's a hoot. Does Shinji have a, a favorite barber shop by any chance? Not that I would know off of the top of my head. Ah, off the top of your head. I see what you did there. I like it. <laughs> I like your style. He, he looks for a second, like, and then he grins and goes, right. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know where Shinji would be holed up. I don't know where he frequents. Uh, he's no friend of mine, uh, but hopefully he shouldn't be too hard to track down. Um, and uh, he shares a, an image of Shinji uh, with you guys. Um, he is uh, uh, human, uh, uh, Japanese descent. Um, he has, uh, it's, like a, it's like a mug shot. So it's got front, side, and back. And on the back of his neck, there is, uh, uh, there is like a, a symbol, like a, a, a Japanese symbol on it. Um, tattooed, uh, and, uh, yeah, he's got like short hair. He's got a scar over one eyebrow. So it doesn't have, it has like that line of no hair. Um, he's got, you know, brown eyes. seems like, you know, average height. Um, so privately to Bryn over the DNI or text, whatever I ask him, um, 
so does he pay us or do we get a salary from you or like because really we've only done jobs for you so far as part of this employee thing a message pops back being like he's paying he's a paying client okay so how much does this job pay (laughs) (laughs) the uh the bosses of my clan have permitted me uh, enough to pay each of you sixteen thousand. Well, you can give my uh, you can give my share to my mates. I'm doing this on the house for you, Yana. That makes it a little over twenty one thousand for each of you. I appreciate. Uh, I appreciate it, Boomer. So the the cash is great and all, but. What good is cash if we have nowhere to blow it? I mean, this obviously comes with VIP status at your casinos, right? <laughs> he genuinely smiles at that and he goes, yeah, I guess we're all negotiation. Yeah. <laughs> now, Yama, if you do agree to that, I, I would like that. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy continuing to the tradition of asking for VIP status. <laughs> Three hits. Oh, crap. Oh, well. I have Profiler. Do I know enough about Yama to, like, profile a profile? I got this. I mean, Yama, that is money coming towards your clan. Actually, Nim, take a plus two because you are working with Boomer, and that gives you some cred. Three hits. Okay. Uh, At that, he genuinely smiles and goes, of course, the four of you are always welcome to try your hand uh, at any of our casinos. Boomer knows where a few are, but after this job's completion, I'll give you the full roster. Might have to meet you there after this job. I can take you up on that. (laughs) It's been a while since I took some of your money, huh, Yama? He, He chuckles and he's like, it always goes back and forth. Uh, over the course of time. Should the four of you need to contact me at all, you can use this phone number. He passes you guys a comlink number. Um, and uh, he goes, otherwise, uh, I look forward to the fireworks. Uh, so what I'd like to do uh, is take a look at the image and uh, use my skills in Japanese to read what the kanji says on the back of his neck. Sure. How many dice do you roll in Japanese? Uh, I roll eight. Okay, go, yeah, then go ahead and roll them really quick. That is four hits. Yeah, uh, it's simple enough, not a weird, like, dialect or, or, like, flourishy way of writing it. It just says resilience on the back of his neck. Yeah, and, uh, and then Yama, uh, uh, thanks you all again. And, uh, he says, um, the sooner the better for this job, uh, the offer, unfortunately, is off the table should the parlor be open for business. Because even if it's open for a short period of time, having that in our neighborhood uh, shames us. That you know I won't put you down, Yama. Of course. Uh, that's why I disregarded all of her other applications as soon as I heard from Bryn. Uh, and uh, he says goodbye in Japanese. And... Uh, uh, hangs up. All right. Let's go burn down a brothel. <laughs> <laughs>
And that's where we'll end the session. (laughs) This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by the Topps Company Incorporated. Shadowrun is a trademark of the Topps Company Incorporated. All rights reserved. Go to www.shadowruntabletop.com for more information.